Well, hello everybody, and welcome to another episode of We Watch Shudder. My name is JD, and who, from all the way on, like, vacation or something somewhere, from a hotel room in Somewhereville, USA, who's here with me? The fucking birthday girl, Michelle. Oh, wow. Just vulgarity right off the jump. You feel like yeah. she... She, she they gotta know what kind of show we are. Completed another <laughs> lap around the sun, and all of a sudden she's just dropping f bombs right out the gate. How many laps, Ma- Michelle? What level have you achieved? Ah, <sighs> thirty-four, which is seventeen times two, and I don't like the number seventeen, but it is better than being thirty-three, which is eleven times three, which is two very bad numbers. So I'm much happier being thirty-four, which is at least an even number. So, uh, yeah. It's also uh, the inverse of 43, which is how old I am going to turn in September. Wow. Conspiracy. Absolutely. Okay. So we got that <laughs> weirdness out of the way. Michelle, where are you mm-hmm. today? You're in Minneapolis, yeah? Yes. I am in Eden Prairie, which is basically in Minneapolis for people who yeah, don't know. Yeah, it's, uh, it's suburban mm-hmm. Twin Cities. What are you doing in Eden Prairie, Michelle? Uh, currently I'm sitting in a Hyatt place and I finally turn the lights on. It has been pitch black for a while while my husband and I sit in different parts of this hotel suite on our laptops. So it's been a really good birthday so far. (laughs) Oh, so nothing else going on just specifically getting out of town for your birthday for a little while? Yeah, tomorrow we're going to the Mall of America, just do super touristy shit. And then on Sunday, we are going to the Minnesota Zoo because they have exotic bird shows and they also have a new tree kangaroo. Yes, Ooh. I am subscribed to their newsletter. Nice. So yeah, I'm excited. You got, any, uh, you got any big food plans while you're in the city? Uh, we already got Pizza Luce tonight, good which call. is good a call. must. Did you get cities? it from the, from the downtown no. Luce? Uh, no, there's actually one sharing a parking lot with the hotel. So we thought oh, that nice. was the perfect sign. Nice. John yeah. could walk across the, the lot to go get it. Awesome. So yeah, Pizza Luce is a must if yeah. you're in the city. If you're ever in the Twin Cities, yeah. get yourself some Luce. It's amazing. Very first yeah. time I ever had Pizza Luce, uh, my cousin Wade and I had gone to Minneapolis uh, for a performance by the Axl Rose Band. I will never call them Guns N' Roses. It was just uh, about the time... <laughs> The Chinese Democracy album was finally released. They were on tour with Sebastian Bach and Helmet, of all people. It was real weird. Uh, But we didn't get home from that concert at the Target Center until like 3 o'clock in the morning. But Pizza Luce was open, and so we called him. And I shit you not, this guy answered the phone. He's like, you you called Pizza Luce. This is Super Dave. How can I help you? (laughs) <laughs> and uh, he was just super helpful. And I said to him, well, Super Dave, this is the first time we've ever ordered pizza from Pizza Luce before. Uh, give me an idea of, uh, of what you got. We don't have a menu here. The hotel just told us that you would be a good place to call. And Super Dave said, well, man, let me tell you, the place is called Pizza Luce. <laughs> and I was like, I, I get you. I get you, Super Dave. Uh, apparently, uh, Super Dave is was somewhat known, at least at that time, uh, around uh, the Twin Cities because of his affiliation with Pizza Luce. But uh, yeah, damn fine pizza if you're ever in the Twin Cities. Um, anyway, Do you know what what the craziest part of that story is, and What's you kind of just glossed over it, is that Johann Sebastian Bach was performing with Axl Rose, the Baroque <sighs> German composer, was performing with Axl Rose. That's really interesting. 
That's such a stretch, Michelle. Such I a should stretch. also say that my husband is in the same room while I record this, which has never happened before. And now he can look at me shamefully when I make jokes like that. Good. So maybe Good. I'll just rein it in a little bit. For Shame on you. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, so much different when you get the look in person. <laughs> it's probably a little bit of a trek from Eden Prairie. But if you're into barbecue, uh, there's a place called Amos and Amos. And I don't remember exactly where, but it's kind of like northern suburbs a little bit north of city center uh it's just a small little nondescript hole in the wall joint and it is some of the best barbecue i've ever had in my life they got great hot links uh there's a place called harry sings that's like a uh uh haitian and uh and dominican kind of uh it's so fucking good michelle there's uh so many places i could sit here all day i could talk all fucking day <laughs> I <was> gonna say <laughs> about twin cities food uh you got me off on a on a whole tangent here we should probably talk about this movie what's the movie this yeah, week michelle this movie is not quicksand as no. originally scheduled instead they moved quicksand to july for whatever reason after releasing the schedule and now it is unwelcome from 2022 a shutter exclusive yeah a lesson learned for us we got to make sure that we always double check because uh, they send out like a newsletter blast or whatever like a media blast typically around the 15th of one month for what's coming out the next month but then they also release the monthly schedule at the beginning of the month on, like, Twitter and Facebook. We're going to have to make sure we double-check those schedules now. They've never done it this to happening. us before. Uh, it, oh, it does they it? once before, but we oh. caught it. Yeah. Well, so both they of us were wrong. They had two releases on the same date and then no oh. release the other week. Yep, oh, and we had shit. to tweet them and go, yo, what up? <laughs> yeah, a bunch of weirdos. Uh, so Unwelcome yeah. is the movie, a Shutter mm -hmm. exclusive Uh Look, here's the thing. We were going back and forth about whether or not we wanted to use the description from the Shutter website because it's very short and to the point, but it also is kind of spoilery. Uh, and then it occurred to us that the moment you go to the Shutter page to watch the movie, uh, there's a big image that's full of spoilers for you. So fine, if they aren't that concerned about this being a surprise... I'm just going to read this description to you. Uh, I should probably take a moment to say, if this is your first time listening to We Watch Shudder, hi, sorry we didn't do a little introductory bit there for you. Uh, everything that you really need to know is in the title. We watch Shudder, uh, exclusive and original movies, and we talk about them. Here's the description from the website for Unwelcome. If this feels chaotic to you, imagine what it's like in my head. Unwelcome. <laughs> Directed by John Wright, a couple moves to Ireland only to be warned of ominous goblins who live behind their garden and must be fed daily or there will be a price to pay. A Shudder exclusive. Michelle. Uh-huh. Hit us with your spoiler-free thoughts about the Goblin movie. Okay, I will absolutely tell you about... Uh the red cap slash goblin slash not leprechaun movie that I watched. Uh, I had watched this actually last month when it was on some other streaming site. I think it was on Hoopla. Um, so this was my second time viewing it. Unfortunately, I did not really like it both times. However, the reviews tell me I'm wrong. So I just want to say that upfront. The reviews seem to really, really like this. Let's just get that out of the way. Um, I don't know. There's a lot. The, the, 
pacing felt off to me and the tone felt off. Like there were clearly jokes in this. The uh, the husband, Jamie, um, says a lot of offhanded comments about Krav Maga, however you say that, um, that seem to be funny. And I wish that they had leaned more into that comedic aspect because instead it feels just awkward and not very very funny and then so the reveal of the red caps is a little disappointing I never I, it kind of toyed that line of being like a comedy horror but not to any extent that I want it to be the IMDB does not even list this as a comedic movie but I'm just going to go on the benefit of the doubt and say maybe it is comedic because some of it definitely felt silly and if it wasn't intended to be silly that is very bad um, I do also want to say that there's a lot of people in this who I like including uh, Hannah John Common who is uh, in one of my favorite episodes of Black Mirror called Playtest which I just rewatched all of Black Mirror uh, Christian Nairn is Hodor from Game of Thrones love him and of course Cole Meany is from Miles O'Brien no from one of the best movies of all time he plays Agent Duncan Malfoy in Con Air so this listen, is a really good cast listen to and, me uh, you stop I'm giving right it there. a two you stop I love right Con there. Air I don't give a shit put the bunny back in the box I don't give a love shit Con what Air. your feelings are about Con Air Con Air can be a good movie if you want it to be it can be a bad a movie great if movie. you want it to be it is but a masterpiece. If you don't immediately go to Miles O'Brien when you're talking calm meanie, I I don't know who you are as a human being. Chief Miles O'Brien from Star Trek The Next Generation, also Star, also Star Trek, Trek Deep Space Nine. Perhaps one of the most incredible characters in the history of the franchise. And you know him from Con Air? Yeah, because Con Air is better than all of Star Trek combined. Oh. <laughs> I will... May the force be with you, JD. I will burn this fucking <laughs> podcast to the ground, Michelle. I'm sorry. Okay. What was your score? The, it's probably overdue. Oh, it's a, it's a two. A two sorry. from Michelle. Yeah. Uh, guys, um, I'm in a similar place, I think, to Michelle. Uh, I, I'm going to kind of phrase it a bit differently. Uh, I feel like this movie didn't know what it wanted to be. Because yeah. much like you, the, yeah. for me, the tone is very confused. Uh, I have to believe. I have to believe that this was intended... To be a, a a silly fun romp of a of a creature feature horror movie, uh, with especially the, the uh, when we really get into the the meat of the of the the goblins, uh, the far Derek, uh, in the end there, uh, in the last you know, thirty minutes or whatever, uh, it's just so over the top and silly and uh, but. Leading up to that, there are so many moments where it feels like they are going for some like like some legitimately tense kind of thought provoking, mm -hmm. almost like thesis horror or whatever, if you want to call it that. Like the whole bit about uh, them being uh, assaulted in their in their home. Well, we'll we'll get into that Don't in the spoil spoiler it too section. Much. Yep. Yeah, in the spoiler just, section. It, it, that happens moments, immediately. So <laughs> there are there are <laughs> moments. Where I was so certain this was building to something more serious, 
uh, and mm-hmm. with something with a little bit more depth to the point that like I was like, there's no way this is actually going to become a creature feature, right? And then it did. So, like, I don't know if they legitimately thought that first chunk of the movie was somehow funnier than it was, or if they legitimately thought that the last part of the movie was a li- was not as silly and absurd as it was. I have to choose mm-hmm. one above the other, uh, and I have to believe that they just maybe... You know, maybe they were trying for a, a tone shift there. Maybe they were... Uh, I just... I don't know. It was a very... It felt like two different movies got slammed together. Uh, and for that, I'm... Th- there was plenty of this that I really enjoyed, and we'll talk about that in detail in a bit. Uh, but overall, I'm going with a three on this one. Uh, three Skulls as a, as a full film. Uh, and we'll talk about why in detail in just a little bit. Perfect. I want to respond to that last thing as soon as we get into this spoiler For sure. section. Awesome. Well, I, let's do I it then. exactly about that. Guys, mm-hmm. uh, if you want to go watch this movie now and maybe decide for yourself, was it intended to be comedy all the way through? Is it trying to serve two masters? Uh, you're going to want to do that without spoilers uh, right about uh, now. Okay, they, they either they came back or they didn't. Michelle, let's get right mm-hmm. into it. Respond with the response you wanted to respond with. Yes. Uh, Oh, actually, I should probably summarize the movie really quick for people who have Have not seen it. Uh, So if you didn't see it, uh, let me pull up my names because I'm bad at those. Maya and Jamie. Maya is pregnant. Jamie is not. Uh, They get assaulted in their home, and then they decide to move out to the country in Ireland where Jamie's aunt, Maeve, has left them a house. And as Neve, uh, Maeve's friend, is showing them around, she says that Maeve used to leave a blood offering of liver or something every day for the little red caps who lived in the woods. And at first, Maya and Jamie are like, ha, 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 leprechauns. And she's like, nope, not leprechauns. These guys are angry and mean and not fun. And they have nothing to do with lucky charms. And that's a terrible stereotype. Um, and then basically, things go back and forth for a while in the movie. There's a whole thing of people going missing. Hodor assaults Maya in what is another weird tone shift of just being aggressive and then silly. It, it That happens. But at the end, it turns out red caps are real. And they come to save Maya and Jamie when uh, Agent Duncan Malfoy and his shitty children uh, show up and try to kill them because Hodor is now dead and they found his head in a pillowcase. All of that doesn't really matter. His head's in a pillowcase. Um, And then uh, the Red Caps um, save them and then you think it's the end of the movie but it's not the end of the movie. Maeve gives birth and now the baby has been taken. She has to go get the babies back and then she meets the previous baby who had been taken, raised by the Red Caps and then she comes back and now she's Mama Red Cap and then it's a a crazy dark ending and the end. So yeah. that's the summary. Yeah, yeah, that's uh that's pretty much the movie. So tell me what it is you wanted to respond to, Michelle. Yes. Yes. So the ending of this movie kind of perfectly sums up how I feel about how the tone shifted. I think it does it the most in the last 15, 20 minutes. Um, So throughout this movie, it's kind of toying that or towing that line of being comedic horror. I can't tell, you know, like you said, the assault in the apartment. Very, very serious. Not really jokes up to that point. It just kind of ruins their lives. But then they move to Ireland and it's very oversaturated and kind of funny the way people 
people are talking to them. So it does that throughout the movie. But then near the end, um, when the Whelans show up uh, and then the Red Caps show up, it gets very violent just with the fighting in general. Uh, <laughs> when the daughter, by the way, Jamie Lee O'Donnell, who played the daughter, is actually one of my favorite parts in this. She was a very, very good actress, <laughs> just being like a weird lady. I really enjoyed her sucking her teeth and saying she can spot a liar and then sniffing a whole bunch. I, I really enjoyed her. <laughs> um, I wish she had a bigger role. I just, I thought she was fun. Um, but she gets like her guts cut open, staying there with her intestines. So it's very horrific for a while, even though the red caps look a little absurd. So you're like, okay, this is kind of like a silly ending to this movie but then it doesn't end and we go back to horror where now the baby has been taken and kind of the horrific realization that this is the old uh baby that had been taken is now growing and then she comes back and everything's like a dark weird like she's the mother of the red caps thing and i could not figure out if that was supposed to be kind of funny or if i was meant to feel like oh man that's kind of intense or scary or whatever so i think the ending really does what the rest of the movie was doing but to more extremes to the point where i can say like i have no idea how i was supposed to feel yeah um and like like i said so much of this especially early on like you touched on um it was just so heavy and dark like the uh uh the initial home invasion and assault is very violent and very frank and in your face and really intense and heavy and they play these, uh, this uh, heavy sort of like, like child abuse angle with uh, with daddy uh, and the uh, I ah, that I'm never saying that again. Uh, that's I what know the character I didn't understand the daddy thing. Ooh. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that that gut reaction we both just had is really explains it all. <laughs> uh, but like, just incredibly violent. Like, there's that moment where where Owen. Uh, shows his bruised rib cage to uh, to Maya, mm-hmm. uh, and then like you said, just this really like what the fuck kind of shift where all of a sudden he went from this very appreciative uh, 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 person to just suddenly like incredibly like aggressively sexually yes. violent, yep. uh, and it just like at time and it felt like there was. Uh, they were building something with the uh, the husband and wife uh, dynamic there, especially with uh, uh, with Jamie uh, not being the most, shall we say, traditionally masculine of of husbands. Like he definitely stands up for himself, as we see in that opening scene. He turns around and shouts at the at the the punks who come in and ultimately uh, fuck up his whole life. Uh, but uh, but is just you know he's not a, a real strong. Uh, 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 alpha type defender kind of person uh, and I, I felt that there was something going on with that dynamic and it felt like it almost felt to me like this was trying to do something on a little bit more of a, a of a cerebral folk horror thing in a similar way uh, to a movie like say um, uh, like Jeremiah Kipps Slapface uh, you know where there's there's some weird like like thing in the woods kind of vibes here or even going back to something like mm-hmm. Pumpkinhead where but there's a little bit more going on in the story but then uh, and I got I, I hope I, I don't make anybody feel bad it, it, but these little fucking red caps are just so goddamn <laughs> silly uh, and 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 weird 
and just like 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 it's like the fucking Smurfs went bad, and they're just eating things and stabbing things and uh, stealing babies. The way they and talk, babies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just these silly voices to an extent that I'm like, there's no way somebody put that on screen without knowing 100% it was going to be silly and this was going to be more of a, a fun horror. Uh, and it was at times. Like That's also one of the interesting mm-hmm. things about it is in those moments where it becomes that like 80s... Uh, little gremlins creature feature type of a movie. Uh, it's fun, right? I, I mean, it's splattery. Mm-hmm. It's it's bloody, but it's like it's like slapstick gore almost in a lot of cases. Uh, it just the tone here was so chaotic. I had at no point whatsoever did I feel like I knew exactly what the movie was trying to be. I thought mm-hmm. it did pretty well with all of its different parts, uh, but none, it didn't all come together and gel and have a real solid identity, uh, like a thread running throughout that really, it, it just never had that for me at all. I think that if you found somebody who had never seen this movie, had never heard anything about this movie, and you showed him, uh, showed them the ultimate or the ah, try that again, showed them the opening scene with the assault, and then let them react to it, and then showed them the fight with the red caps at the end v- versus the Whelans, that they would be like, "That's the same movie," because right. that is like you said, slapstick violence of right. being very silly, and the way the red caps are present. And you're like, "Why did we go from this very heavy? How did we get there? You know, how was that the transition to this point?" Oh, and, and then it, by contrast, weird. by contrast, that opening scene, I I was like, "Holy shit! What the fuck are we watching here?" Like they, mm-hmm. they, those, they kicked that woman in the stomach multiple times while we know as audience members that she's just found out she's pregnant. The and husband they know. has told them. And that's them, why it's so evil. Yeah, it's just, like, it's heavy, man. Uh, and yeah, they would be like, there's no way those are the, from the same movie. And well, as it turns out, yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. I th- that's the thing for me is I. I don't even want to say it's a bad movie. Uh, like I said, each individual part, I thought I thought if it had found a tone that it could settle on and just decided to be that, uh, I would have been able to appreciate it more. I think it would obviously have been more successful, at least for me, if it was that more comedic sort of 80s slapstick uh, horror comedy kind of Return of the Living Dead sort of vibe all the way through. Uh, because I feel like doing that more serious, tense kind of uh, uh, cerebral folk horror kind of tone once the goblins appear uh, is going to be real, real hard to maintain. Because, I mean, you're talking Mm -hmm. about, you know, little three-foot-tall red hat creature things uh, looking like the fucking ghoulies or or the gremlins from back in the 80s. And... uh, it just I, I, I think it could have been done, but it would have been a whole lot more difficult to pull off. And I just uh, I, it, it was just scattered, unfortunately. Uh, I definitely would like to see more uh, of what John Wright has up his sleeve. Uh, but this one, it just didn't quite settle in, a pl- in any specific place for me. Yeah, we're in 100% agreement on this one because if they had just 
picked a tone and leaned more into that because it really felt like the tone they picked was uh, was horror, even though there were those comedic moments and right. how the red caps look. It felt like most of the movie was trying to actually be horrific and I can't say if it was trying to be scary, but it was definitely not doing as much comedy as it needed to. And like I said, on IMDb, it doesn't list this as a comedy, but it also has Maeve listed twice and Neve listed zero times. Right. So who knows who put together the IMDb page and whether sure. they're reliable. Exactly. Um, even without that, I, I think it was trying to be a little comedic, but it did need to lean into that way, way harder for me to get on board. I agree. I agree entirely. Mm -hmm. um, one thing I do want to say, though, is like, I I don't know how to say this without sounding really judgy and and specific, but it's really obvious how much like I'd be willing to bet that of everything that you see on screen in this uh, over the course of this movie's hour and forty four minutes. Maybe at best about 35% of it was actually there. And like, like there are so many times where it's unfortunately, at least for me, it seemed like what we were looking at was something completely painted against like maybe the floor they're walking on is, is normal, but everything in the background is a CG uh, matte painting. Like, did you catch yes. that in a lot of this? So much of this yeah. just immediately felt artificial and looked mm -hmm. like we were looking at somebody standing in front of a green screen. And I don't have a problem with that technique. I know that that technique uh, is used uh, by a lot of, but it, it, like, it has to be seamless, right? It's, I, I find myself wondering if maybe that element alone, just on like a subliminal level, didn't pull me out of this just enough to not be able to uh, to register what was really being said here, whether it was trying to be more serious or more ridiculous. But, uh, yeah, it was like... But it, it almost, again, feels like maybe that was intentional? I don't know. Uh, because there are some points where it really does kind of feel like they're... Like they almost did it because they wanted that ethereal sort of otherworldly vibe. Because then there are other things like when they go out into those woods, uh, like and they shift into that area where there's just that perfect hallway of woods. And you're like, OK, that must be an effect. And then she walks down the whole run of trees. Right. Like like there are some things in here that are done so well that it makes me wonder if that was like an intentional choice. But then if it was, it was an unfortunate choice for me because I, I just I kept noticing. I'm just like, oh, more matte painting. Yes, I actually, uh, watching this twi twice, both times, when it switches to, I mean, when they move to the aunt's place, is, I mean, that apartment scene, the scenes in the store, all of that first five minutes does not look like that. So it's got to be some sort of intentional thing. And I think it is meant to give it more of a fairy tale appearance. Yeah. And, you know, it, if it's trying to do like the fantastical, like we're in Ireland where red caps can exist and this is kind of like a magical land, but it did keep also taking me out. Like the, it, the one that was really, really uh, visible was when they run into Neve um, and she's watching the search party hunt for that guy yep. and 
and his dog, yep. that entire thing behind her looks like a green screen to the point where I'm like, there's no way that this was filmed well, in person. Like, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm actually sitting uh, here just kind show. of mm-hmm. watching uh, the silenced trailer on the IMDb screen while we're talking about it here. And you can see what we're talking about even just in the in this trailer footage. There are multiple examples of where it's painfully obvious that there is is some di- like there's one right there uh, and you guys can't see it because this is an audio <laughs> show but uh, yeah it's it's this very ethereal sort of element but again if that was something intentional I wish they would have maybe leaned into it even a little bit more mm-hmm. and really emphasized it rather than like it's there just enough where I can't tell if it was done on purpose or if it was just a limitation of their budget. And that's the problem for me. Like, I could accept either one. It is what it is, but I can't tell with this. Uh, I mean, this is a Warner Brothers production, right? So, I mean, that has to have some kind of backing uh, of a reasonable budget. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, it's uh, it felt unnecessary. Like, you don't need yeah. a green screen to be outside. So right. that's why it's got to be intentional. But like the garden, the garden that uh, it of the house that they move into uh, is so luscious with foliage that I'm like, maybe yeah. that's why, because you didn't have access to a beautiful garden. But I also think that the oversaturation and that bright colorful um, that maybe if this had been darker and grittier, it would have had a clearer tone because, you know, it's hard to tell. Is it serious? Is it trying to be like funny? And that is, you know, again, questionable. But if they had done darker, maybe that would have given a more horror element overall. Like you can't tell how one thing would change the entire production, but I think that would have had a big effect on how it was perceived. Um, Yeah. They just need to pick one. And, and I, unfortunately that's, yeah, it's uh, about just so much it, of this. Uh, it just didn't lean any one particular direction quite far enough uh, to really get get over the top for me. Uh, like I said, I didn't hate it. Uh, I I liked the the individual elements. Kind of, I I thought they were successful at what they tried to do uh, in the individual bits. It just never really co- came into a nice cohesive uh, setting for me. So. I don't know. I think that's pretty much everything I needed to say about Unwelcome. Do you have any other comments you want to leave us with, Michelle? I just want to do the thing that we did last time that I really enjoyed, where if we don't like a movie, we read a positive review, and I have one. Brilliant idea. So from the Shutter website, the Comptroller, the underscore Comptroller, stated that this was a five-skull movie, really good movie, even with a goblin design that was surprisingly adorable, this movie genuinely had some scares and a pervasive creepiness factor. In fact, their cuteness added to the creepiness. Fast-paced and tense throughout. Five out of five bananas. And I like that one because that seems like the horror parts of this worked for them, that it was not a comedy horror. It was very creepy and tense. Um, And I think that's interesting because neither of us felt that way. So... Right. That we had. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, that's something that I think is uh, important, obviously, to mention is, you know, Michelle uh, came in on a two. I came on a, a, a th- came in on a three for a, a, a two and a half average. Right now, the average review on the Shutter website is a four skull review. Uh, there are tons of five skulls on here, tons of four skulls on here. Uh, this is another one here that is, is has some really nice things to say. Uh, this is from 
uh, Princess, uh, P-R-Y-N-N-C-E-Z-Z, five skull rating. It says, yes, this was phenomenal, excellent acting and sound special effects. It was the perfect folktale type storyline with a twist at the end, or at least it was entirely unexpected to me. This is one I will watch again and again. The forest scenes had the perfect contrast of dark and light with that beautiful yet spooky atmospheric vibe. So, you know, uh, there's different perspectives on everything is what we're trying to say here, guys. Uh, and again, I didn't, I, I don't got anything against this movie. I'm definitely, I did check and uh, John Wright uh, apparently worked in TV for a while, uh, but also has three other features uh, from a few years back. There's one from 2009 called Tormented, uh, one from 2012 called Grabbers, and one from 2014 called Robot Overlords. And uh, I this one called Grabbers looks like it might be the one that gives me the best insight maybe into what uh, uh, this movie, uh, Unwelcome, was supposed to be. Uh, so I may go looking for that and see if I can find it. But, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm at least uh, interested in, in what else he might have done. Yep. I have no further comments here. Sweet! The defense rests. The defense rests on Chief I Miles object. O'Brien. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, uh, Michelle, what are, we, uh, what are we talking about next week here on the show? Next week, I am very excited for this one. I'm Children not. of I'm the Corn. But not like the OG, like the new one that they made back in 2020 uh, and yep. played like at one film festival and then nobody saw it again yep. until earlier this year. Uh, yeah, yep. that's the one we're going to be talking about next week. Um, I Look, yep. it's all about attitude, right? It might surprise mm-hmm. me. It might I surprise me. I am very me. excited for it. <laughs> Have you ever seen the original the Children of the Corn, Michelle? I was just about to say, I went back and rewatched the original Children of the Corn just a couple months ago. Did not enjoy it. It is yeah. not a classic, amazing horror film for me. Um, I know a lot of people love that movie. I am a huge Stephen King fan. Did not like Children of the Corn. So when everybody's like, oh man, they ruined the original, I'm like, I did not like the original. Can yeah, you go I, up? Although I have seen several of the sequels and things I've and they are garbage. I've only, so. seen, <laughs> I've only seen the original one time and it's been a while, so I do plan to go back and watch that again before uh, I sit down to watch the new one. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, I am I am very cautious, let's say it that way, going into next week. With Children of the Corn <laughs> uh, redo, uh, as the French Man, would say. I hope we get to hear their classic hit, Freak on a Leash. That one's really good. Oh or God. Word Up. Man. Is John giving really you the look? The I, I really hope he, John He is put his headphones on to play okay. Diablo, so he's probably really smart doing that. Oh, is he playing oh Diablo good, 4? he did not hear. Yeah, of course he's playing Diablo 4. We're nerds. Well, I, I don't know. He might have gone back and picked <laughs> up an oldie for uh, for for nostalgia's sake. Anyway. He uh, has an oldie. He has me. I'm 34. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. This is... Michelle, that's enough. Uh, hey, guys. Okay. Uh, you should get in touch with us if you uh, want to communicate. We would love to hear from you wherever you are and... Uh, wh- wh- however you feel about the show uh, We're on social media Unless you hate us <laughs> uh, Yeah I mean Don't I'm sensitive Yeah <laughs> I mean don't, don't be a dick right If you don't like the show that's cool whatever 
Just, I mean, don't be a dick about it. Uh, that's <laughs> what we're trying to do more and more all the time. Anyway, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at We Watch Shutter uh, on all of those. We have a website. It's WeWatchShutter.com. Uh, we have an email address that's mail at wewatchshutter.com. Uh, just recently was looking in my email and uh, had to send a, an apology email to Leo. What up, Leo? I hope you're listening. Uh, Leo sent us an email like two months ago, and I accidentally sorted oh, it no. into a, a, a folder with some other things uh, and uh, never replied. But uh, we've been chatting back and forth. Leo wants merch, Michelle. We need to get T-shirts again. Let's get that on the agenda. We'll talk more about that. But uh, uh, we got some a uh, couple of suggestions from Leo uh, about uh, some movies to maybe put on the schedule the next time we need to go back and catch an archive title. There's a new one yes, that uh, was just dropped on Shutter called The Devil's Candy. That's not a an exclusive slash original, but it's on there. We could give that a look. He also suggested it's already on my list to want to see. Awesome. Too, so I uh, I I've seen it once. But I saw it very long ago, and I also am very certain I saw it uh, under the influence of both severe depression and a whole lot of wacky tobaccos. Uh, so I don't really remember a lot about <laughs> it, except Pruitt Taylor Vince is in it, and he plays an electric guitar. That's about what I remember. He also suggested that at some point we might want to check out The Wailing. I'm, I'm willing to bet you've seen The Wailing as well, haven't you? I have. You have seen The Wailing. I've seen every movie ever made. I have not seen (laughs) The Wailing, and and I bet you could guess. Like, The Wailing has been on my list for a while. I know that it's supposed to be really worth watching, and I mean to check Mm -hmm. it out. But I bet you can guess why it's managed to avoid being watched for so long. You don't like subtitles. However, I am glad that Leo suggested it, and next time that we need an archive spot, I am also voting The Wailing because I watched it with two friends, and I had very, very strong opinions about them, and they both just stared at me and then eventually left my house, and I was just left screaming in my basement alone, and I would love to do that for our listeners instead. I I have very, (laughs) very strong opinions about The Wailing. Please let me tell you them. Okay, fine. The next uh, opportunity we have is July 14th, Put it on the schedule. I'm going to no, wail about it. Actually, it wasn't the subtitles. The big thing keeping me from having watched this movie yet is there's 157 minutes of it. <laughs> it's two hours and 37 minutes long. That is a long flipping time for a horror movie. But it's a 7.4 on IMDb, and that is rare for and a it horror is a, movie. It is a five skull on Shutter right now. So yeah. Please, well, there you go, Leo. I told you, you I'd talk to Michelle about it, so I talked to Michelle about it, and looks like we're going <laughs> to finally talk about the whaling. So we'll this do is that. how all of our show decisions happen. Yeah, you ask not? me a thing, and I scream one way or another also, how I feel about it. I have full, opinions. Full evidence <laughs> that if you let us know something you'd like to hear us talk about, we will do that. I don't know how many times we can make that clear. Talk to us, guys. We want to hear from you. Well, Leo tried and we ignored him for two months. (laughs) Yeah, I understand. Look, I'm not good at email. I'm not good at technology. I'm not good at being a person. Guys, uh, let's just call a spade a spade. But here's the thing. Um, Just please let us hear from you. Let us know that we're, we're... connecting with people in some way we need friends we Please. we need We're validation so uh also <laughs> uh if you could 
uh, seriously, like this is something we haven't really asked for a, a, a lot until just recently. And really, guys, it, it really would be super helpful for us to get to that next stage in our evolution uh, as a podcast and help us get the word out there. If you're listening to our show and you enjoy our show, even if you're just fair to middling on our show, if you could go to whatever uh, source you get the show from, whether it be uh, iTunes or or uh, Amazon Podcasts or Google Pods or, or Spotify or wherever it is you get it, I don't even care if you leave a review. Just leave a rating for the show. Let people know, you know, is it a five stars? Is it a four stars? Is it a three star? Let them just any kind of rating even just getting that activity going and getting more of those responses can really help us expand our reach uh, and, and get in front of more people and just keep spreading the love of Shudder and horror movies around the world. So I'd really appreciate it if you guys could do that there. That's my speech. Do you have anything, Michelle? Mm, just really excited for Freak on a Leash next week. Look, <laughs> oh, so yeah, Children of the Corn 2020 slash 2023. That's where we're going next week, guys. Say goodnight, Michelle. It's my birthday. Good night, Michelle. <laughs>